everyone. Welcome back to Newsies Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And I hate this scene. Oh, you mean the scene of this completely different movie in all shapes and forms, setting, characters, feeling of it entirety? Uh-huh. Yep. And it continues over multiple minutes. It's a wild, it's a wild scene. It is. Uh-huh. So it's minute 67 is the beginning of this scene as we pan up the fire escape outside of what we learn is the Jacobs family's apartment building. Right. And I have it going through Sarah stepping down onto the roof. Yeah. From having just climbed up the fire escape. Right. There's technically today is an entire scene and then Sarah climbing up onto the roof kind of starts the next. It's all part scene, of the but same. It's all part of the same romantic movie comedy? that. Yeah, this this yeah, romantic drama, yeah. like melodrama that yeah. they that they've put in the middle of this movie. It's wild because it feels like they gave it to someone else to direct. Yeah. It like it feels softer. Mm-hmm. Like it feels brighter. Mhm. It's pretty wild. Yes. So the first thing I have is about a completely new movie. The second thing I have is this is regarding Jack. I feel like Sarah did fine in the following regard. Jack didn't do good at pretending to have been asleep. It was the worst fucking fake sleeping I've ever seen in my entire life. He's holding his like head in his arms. Yeah. And she's like, did you stay here all night? And he puts his arm down and is completely awake and responsive and whatever. Because you know that he was just standing outside her window watching her sleep all night like a creeper. The implications of, as we do in this podcast, giving Christian Bale complete faith that he is doing something to serve the character and not just acting badly mm-hmm. is that Jack almost got caught peeping in on sleeping Sarah and so he quickly was like yeah uh, yes. let me just slide out you know like perhaps the thing that woke her up right was this the fire escape creaking a little bit as right. he stepped wrong while he was leaning in her completely open window right watching her sleep she looks really happy to see him and not at all creeped out which even if he was legitimately asleep i personally would be like what are you doing outside my window my dude right right this is a little weird right but she's just utterly charmed like you slept out there all night why didn't you wake us up right i have questions in that line which is why is that why is jack there did he leave the boarding house after snyder left and then go to the jacobs house is he lying to sarah like the only thing i can figure is that he left so he left the boarding house when they all held up the sign okay in the previous minute i assume okay he didn't just go upstairs because for all he knows snyder is going to be like well if he's not here then let me search the premises right which probably did happen right so Jack knows it's best if I just get out of here. Yeah. And then the only place he could think to go was not Meta's, which would have made sense because you know right. Meta would have put him up for the night. Right. But no, he goes to David's apartment and hangs out on the fire escape. Now, maybe David's apartment is closer. I think we've established the geography is that, that it is. Yes. If David's apartment is on the Lower East Side, like we like we said it might be. Yes. Then it would be right a, a pretty quick walk from Newsy right. Square, which is fictional, but which is sort of in the lower central part of... Right. And we established during the chase scene right. that Meta's theater is a pretty hefty height. Quite a bit uptown, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if I were Jack, I still would have gone to Meta's because you know she's going to put you up. 
even if you're just sleeping on a pile of costumes backstage, right. it's still safe and warm and not a fire escape in the middle of the night. Because first of all, that's super uncomfortable. Yeah. Did he not know there was a roof? I would have, if it was me and I had to go to the Jacob's house, uh-huh. maybe Meta's on a tour or something. Let's, sure. She's not because she's later in this movie. Mm-hmm. But if I have to go to the Jacob's house, I go up to the roof, pull out some of that laundry... Wrap yeah. myself up, you know, like a, you know, an urban burrito. Well, I think we established a few minutes ago that Jack was not there to sleep. Jack was there to creep on Sarah. Well, like, because what if he, what if he just got there? Like, he wandered the te- the city all night, then was like, sang some more Santa Fe, yeah, stole but, some more horses, Santa Fe reprise, part a, one, part, yeah, part one, or maybe Albuquerque. Uh-huh. Um, and then he he's like, you know who I bet is sleeping with her window open, Sarah. And he's like, oh, man, she totally is. Oh, crap, she's waking up. Uh, I was sleeping here all night. Yeah. Yeah, he's... The whole the whole thing is weird. And then, so she holds... There's, like, lace curtains on the window. Sheer lace. Sheer lace <laughs> that she's holding in front of her like it's going to do anything to protect her from his gaze. Yeah. Now, she's wearing a nightgown. Right. That is not sheer in any way. No. It's just like a muslin nightgown looks to have multiple layers. Right. Like, there's no see-through. There's no, the morning air is chilly. Right. She has nothing, like, it's cut. Pr- I think it's honestly the same top that she wears up to the roof later. I think it's just yeah. her shirt. Yeah. I think so, too. And re- regardless of, of what her, her shirt is or is not doing, those curtains are not yeah. doing anything other than highlighting it. Yeah, like, it like just, some sort of fabric highlighter. It's like super. <laughs> I mean, it it ends up coming across, and maybe this was her intention. I don't know. It comes across as super flirty. Like I'm hiding behind this lace <laughs> because we both know you want to look at me, but you can't because of this lace. Like, right? I don't know. The whole thing was just. Oh, it makes. I feel so. This entire Jack and Sarah exchange makes me feel gross. Yeah. and I realized in the next scene yeah but it applies kind of throughout actually no it no i realize in two scenes but it it applies throughout this entire both of these scenes that my main problem with this exchange and also with sarah in general is just that she's not a fully developed character and so this scene feels gross because you don't she has no agency over anything right because she's a paper doll Right. She is just there for Jack to look at. No, okay. Slight devil's advocate. Okay. I felt like it was a believable exchange between two teenagers. Sure. It felt like it should have been happening over I am, but that's just my old right. school, you know, beliefs. <laughs> old school from 100 years after <laughs> right. this movie exactly. took exactly. place. Exactly. No, I, I agree. But the fact that all we've seen of her at all ever in this entire movie yeah. so far and moving into the future is... This is a pretty girl that Jack likes to look at because she's a pretty girl. Right. So we get nothing of Sarah. Right. Except as this thing for Jack to lust after. And so this whole exchange just feels gross and creepy because we don't know anything about Sarah other than she's pretty. Right. I agree. Like, I want her, I I want to rewrite all of this so that Sarah has a personality and a reason for existing and I and I've, I said this the last yeah. time we saw Sarah, but like it really watching this scene that plays out like something from like a Meg Ryan circa mid nineties movie. Yeah, 
it makes the romance writer in me really angry. Right. Because this is very clearly a story about Jack in which Sarah is just there as a puppet. I agree in general that that is exactly Sarah correctly. Okay. I think that this scene is from Sarah's perspective. Which is part of why it feels really right. weird. Right. Because I didn't feel, I felt like Jack was the, the guest star okay. of this scene. We get a little bit of a hint, I don't know if it's next minute or the minute after, that Sarah has a life outside this movie, or at least a job. Okay. Here's where I would like to leave it for me, is I felt like this was a believable exchange between two teenagers, mm-hmm. and looking back on like old IMs that I had saved for sentimental reasons because that's who I am as a person. Sure. And looking at my part, because I'm the main character in my story. Right. And I know all my personality traits. Looking back at what I wrote to to girls, let's face it, mm-hmm. on I Am, I'm like, who is this vacuous, vapid idiot? <laughs> okay. <laughs> who thinks he's saying profound stuff, which we will get to, quote, huge quotes, profound stuff uh-huh. in, an, in an upcoming minute. When you look back, you're like... First of all, that doesn't make sense. Second of all, <laughs> you didn't pay attention to what she said. You just right. said more sappy stuff that whatever. Right. And third, it wasn't even that good. Like, yeah. you're, you're bad. So, that said, I think that, that we shouldn't hold it to the accountability of actual teenage writing. Okay. It's a movie. Make your characters better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and and again, I recognize that this is a story about the newsy strike. This is not a story about Sarah or Jack and Sarah right. or Jack finding a girlfriend. Like in this is right. which is why it bothers me so much because it's clearly just stuck in because they're like, "Oh, we need a girl." Right. Or else girls won't watch this movie. They need someone to identify with. <laughs> the, which the, is the really backwards. Said, yeah. Yeah, it's re- it's really backwards because let me tell you what, the pelvic thrusts alone yeah. are enough to make so many girls watch this movie. But if they felt like they needed a girl for young women to identify with, yeah. Would have been nice if they had given her any personality to identify with right. at all. It's a little bit like in Twilight when Stephanie Meyer purposely made Bella very bland. Right. So that everyone could identify with her. Right. Because she has no personality and she is generic brunette white girl. Right. The thought being, if I have to make her generic enough so that everyone will identify with her. Exactly. As opposed to, if I make her specific enough, everyone will be able to copy paste their own specificities onto her even if they don't match up with Bella's specific things exactly yeah yeah so this this feels like that and basically I feel like the writers did her a huge disservice and did all of us viewers a huge disservice (laughs) by not giving her more of a personality except for in this one scene where you're just like where is this coming from yeah but it's not even a personality as much as they just give a hint that she might have one right we just don't really get to see much besides more vapid flirting. I realized that she maybe exists as a plot point in a future minute. Mm-hmm. But I almost was like, would it be better if she wasn't in this at all? Yeah, I think it yeah. would be. Like yeah. if, if, say, Jack had been sleeping on the fire escape and David woke up. Right. Or Les woke up and saw Jack and went and got David. Right. And David's like, you know, come inside. Right. Instead of... Go up on the roof. Right. My note for that one is, OMG, what a thirsty bitch. Right. (laughs) Because go up on the roof is definitely code for, I want to see you naked. Oh, 
Okay. I mean, that doesn't happen, <laughs> right. but that was a very clear, like, let's go have a moment. I think, and see, from my perspective, I was, like, Jack does the sort of, like, rubs his hand through his head, mm-hmm. like, absolutely anything you say, I'll be up on the roof as yeah. fast as I possibly can. Yeah, because he's hoping he's going to get to see her boobs. Which he which he can't because of the, 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 the sheer curtain. curtain. Right. Yeah. I have a huge historical note also. Oh, okay. Um, I know that we probably... Are, uh, are weird on time. No, we're like 13 minutes. So he mentions the Waldorf. Uh-huh. So I looked into the Waldorf. Mm-hmm. Was it built in like the 40s? No. Okay. No, no. That's what I thought too. Well, kind of. Oh. So the original Waldorf was built in 1893. Okay. And it was a super cool awesome hotel mm-hmm. and then next door they built this other hotel the astoria okay named after it turns out i always thought that astoria oregon which is where goonies takes place mm-hmm. was named after a place in new york city but the astoria hotel was named after astoria, astoria oregon oh yeah okay which is named after aster who is the person that built the Astoria? Oh, so okay. he named after the town in Oregon. They named after whatever. Anyway, sure. Okay. So at some point, basically, they merged the Waldorf and Astoria into the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. Okay. And there was so they they're like, um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I don't think I copy pasted it. They're like the popular song and saying, "Meet me at the hyphen." I was like, "That's not a thing." That is not a thing no, at all. That's not a thing. Um, referred to basically, they had this alleyway. I think it was called Peacock Alley. Okay. In between the two hotels that okay. was that connected them. So they had like a really and cool that, zhuzhed up alleyway between the two hotels. Which was the hyphen. Right. But okay. if you look at Waldorf Astoria, they have two hyphens. It has two, like an equal sign. Oh. On, in, in like like the, a Waldorf the sti- equals Astoria? Right. In, in the stylization, because I think it was Waldorf hyphen Astoria, but also the hyphen of Peacock Way. Okay. Like they put it in there too. Anyways. So, um... It was this big, huge thing that basically, at first, uh, all the rich people were like, uh, you ruined a perfectly good neighborhood by building your stupid-ass hotel that no one's going to want to go to. You all suck. We're not going there. Okay. And they were like, uh, we spent a lot of money on this or whatever. Basically, it rose and fell between 1893, 1897 is when Astoria Hotel was built, okay. and then they merged basically shortly thereafter i think they maybe maybe even built the astoria to merge into waldorf astoria like they the astoria i don't think was ever a going concern by itself they tore that down eventually because it wasn't doing well and it was like dated and whatever and in its place they built a structure called the empire state building oh (laughs) okay so yeah if you can uh, go on the Wikipedia for the there's a there's an article called um, Waldorf Astoria parentheses 1897 to 1929 which was when it was torn down. Okay. There are some really cool ass photographs of like the rooms and stuff because oh, cool. tw- the 20s they had photography by then yeah. so like I guess they had photography in this movie. I'm an idiot. They I'm had better photography right. by then. It's all very luxurious and whatever. And I wanted to read this thing. The Waldorf gained it world renowned for its fundraising dinners and balls as did its celebrity. Maitre de Hotel, um, Oscar Shirky. Okay. Known as Oscar of the Waldorf. He wrote a book in 1896 called The Cookbook by Oscar of the Waldorf. It was 900 pages. Whew. It had all of Does the rest. This guy of, think he is? Stephen King? Dude was like, yeah, no, like bigger. Dude was like crazy, crazy famous. Like he was Oscar of the Waldorf, like that name had thing so it had all the recipes including things he uh made up okay 
like Waldorf salad or Eggs Benedict or oh. Thousand Island dressing. Oh. Yeah, it says which remain popular worldwide to this day. So yeah. like dude was a big huge deal. And like they said I didn't I didn't copy but like he remember like 30 years later, like after they'd torn it down or whatever, he still he was such a good and like personable maitre d' mm-hmm. that like he remembered specifics about the opening day and like who was there and what they ordered and all this stuff. So Oscar Sh- uh, Shirky, T-S-C-H-I-R-K-Y. Okay. Shirky or whatever. I don't know. There's a lot of vowel- consonants at the beginning there. Uh-huh. Um, it seems to be pretty cool. And he has his own Wikipedia article. I did not click on it. But... The Waldorf story was basically like where rich people and foreigners go to be rich away from all the poor people. Okay. So when Jack says it's like the Waldorf great views and whatever, he's that's what he's referencing. Okay. Let me just make sure that there's not anything else. Oh, it made like crazy amounts of money. I can't, I didn't copy and paste that, the but Waldorf it was like, did. yeah, it was like. It was it was worth at some point like the equivalent today of like three hundred and forty one, or it made three hundred forty one million dollars. It was like back then. Yeah, it, like the equivalent to three hundred forty one oh. million today. Oh, back okay. then it was like twelve million dollars a wow. year or something like that. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, so it was. It's basically like the richest of the rich is what Jack is referencing. Yeah. And then I have one last note uh, as, for the for the minute. Okay, as do I. You go first. Did Jack go up and immediately start boxing the laundry, or did Sarah get herself freshened up before getting there, or both? The actual answer to the question will come in the next minute. Right. But um, it it seems funny that she's like go up to go up on the roof, and he's like, "Yep, zips up there." And then like I imagine he's like, "Where?" Um, hey, she set up on the roof, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Guess I'll just but yeah. I, my note is that Jack boxing the stockings is adorable. Yeah, it super is. It's it's very cute. Yeah, but it is it definitely is the sign of like a bored teenager. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Another thing that Christian Bale does well. Uh huh. He was probably directed to. They probably they were like go up on the roof where you're gonna have your big kiss scene with Sarah and he's like nice I'm gonna run up there and then they just let him be bored. Saw what he did. Method acting. Yep. That's probably what they did. They didn't yeah. write a script. If they both had just woken up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like to imagine that she brushed her teeth or whatever, but it was 1899, so probably not. She probably just ate some butter and went upstairs. I mean, even that's better than just straight morning breath. That's true. Ugh. Yeah. Chris, now I'm picturing the feel of just butter in your mouth yeah. while also having like fuzzy teeth morning breath. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just got you got to swish that butter over those teeth. Oh, God. Okay. Well... <laughs> If you want to contribute to this conversation for some reason, you can do so on Twitter. We are at Newsies Minute. Or individually, I am at Unabashedly Aaron. I'm at Unabashed James. We have a Patreon account. It is patreon.com slash Aaron and James. Or there's the Scavengers Network Patreon. Patreon.com slash, I believe it's the Scavengers Network. Yep. Both options will get you some really great bonus content from us. And... Yeah. yeah, we would appreciate the financial support. Absolutely, and we, you know, thanks as always uh, to the Scavengers Network for having us on the network. We, yes, we hope that we're doing you proud. We hope so. Um, we totally are, though. We're we to- we're we're totally crushing this. This scene is ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. It's so weird. <laughs> I think. Let me say this. I think this window, the window scene, for me, is the most ridiculous that it gets. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. But. We are going to continue discussing the romance of Jack and Sarah tomorrow. Yes. 
And until then, soak them for crutchy. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.